And welcome, friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you. Steve Vaughn with me as well on this edition. And uh, we're coming back to the growth of home education across America. Could this be the best news that we have seen in our generation? Uh, possibly. And uh, indeed, I've, I've had some secular folks tell me that, you know, homeschooling is the brightest light in American academic futures. That was the department head of education in the state of Colorado some 20 years ago. Not today. That was back when we had a little more of a red hue on the state. Uh, but we, we've got some good things happening in terms of home education in the sense that, uh, well, home education is getting people out of the matrix. It it gives somewhat of a challenge to the state monopoly on the worldview that is imposed upon the masses. And so that's a that's a good news. However, remember, folks still need to come to the knowledge of God in Jesus Christ. And until there is something of the fear of God as the beginning of wisdom and knowledge in the way in which the children are being taught in these homes across America, we haven't got there yet. And we're just going to continue to break down the nation. That is, you drag the same curriculum, the same worldview into a different context that is a homeschool context, you're not going to do anything to reconstruct a nation upon the values or the worldview uh, that is presented in the Word of God. So, Steve, I think that's the first thing. Now, this uh, Washington Post article, in fact, a series of articles on homeschooling has come forth in the last, I'm going to say, year or so. And part of it involved a survey that was done across 32 states and the District of Columbia, interviews of those who have just started to homeschool since the pandemic, and there has been a bit of a bump of those interested in homeschooling since uh, the pandemic. Now, again, it's I, I think someone in question as to whether or not these people will survive, because about, I'm going to say anywhere between 50 and 70% of those that start to homeschool are done by the third or fourth year. And uh, those according to some of the more accurate numbers we've received. So it's not as if those who start to homeschool will continue to do it. Nevertheless, there has been something of a bump uh, for those who have started to homeschool their kids. And uh, they've got an article here that recently uh, was published and republished in um, several of the news sources online. And I want to go over that in just a moment. Uh, But Steve, it's uh, something of a positive thing to see that homeschooling has increased across America. It certainly started off as a a have to when all of the schools shut down during the pandemic. And so they, uh, the kids were at least at home, whether they were being at home taught, uh, trying to be taught online through the public school or, or whatever. But the parents realized that they had to stay at home too at times in order to oversee the kids. And then they were looking at what the kids were being taught and they were saying, wow, maybe I could do this better than the teachers. And a, and a lot of people just dropped getting it through the public school, at least thinking that it would be a temporary thing. And then when schools opened up or started to open up again, there were a good number of them that said, I think I'll keep doing this. And that, and that was a good thing. Some really surprising numbers including this line again from the Washington Post article in 24 of New York City's 33 school districts, the number of homeschooled children at least tripled over six years. 
I mean, that's three hundred percent increase. That's phenomenal. That's amazing. So again, I I think the jury is out as to whether or not you know homeschooling has doubled or tripled in say the last five or six years. But uh, that's really extraordinary. Homeschoolers as a whole are more conservative than the general public, but not as much as they once were. Among families who began homeschooling before the onset of the pandemic, Republicans outnumbered Democrats, get this three to one. But those who began since 2020 are about evenly divided between the two parties, meaning one on one. So, in other words... You know, the reasons why people started to homeschool coming out of the pandemic wasn't anything like, you know, those who had started homeschooling prior to, meaning that uh, you've got something of an equalizing of the homeschool population, not so conservative as it used to be. And I think it's more on the motivations behind it all and what their outcomes are. I mean, I think some of the I would think that the Democrats or the people on the left would be homeschooling for a different reason than necessarily the more conservative side. Yeah, and public schools and the university system, the the principalities and powers that control education in America have inevitably turned the system more progressive. So, you know, you've always you're always looking at something between a 12 to 1 and a 20 to 1 ratio of liberal to conservative professors in American colleges. So everybody knows that education is all about bluing America. And so that I think there always has been something of a remnant of American conservatives who care enough about what's being taught their kids that they're willing to pull their kids out of these schools and sacrifice something of their own money and time to bring about a more conservative or perhaps a more Christian education. So there are some who love their children more than money and they're willing to make the sacrifice. So they put their you know time and resources where their mouth is, or at least where their voting pattern is, and they begin to uh, you know pull their kids out of this zeitgeist that is whipping every child in America up into a blue frenzy. Be back with more in just a moment on the Generations broadcast. This is Kevin Swanson. Hello, my friends. For the last 15 years, the Generations team has produced a Christian curriculum specifically for families who want to give their children a God-centered Bible-saturated, biblical worldview-based education. Our commitment is to restore the Christian faith, generational faith in an age where we are losing faith in this country and almost anywhere around the world where Christian children attend secular schools or use secular curriculum and imbibe secular culture. Now, we're not relying on the pre-Christian Greeks for an educational model here. We're not relying on the post-Christian secularists for the education model either. Our curriculum is based in a biblical worldview. We put hundreds of Bible verses in the history books and integrate the truths into the subjects. We want to glorify God on every page of the science books. We immediately integrate knowledge into life application and natural revelation with special revelation. We keep Christ at the very center of the history books with preparing the world for Jesus and taking the world for Jesus. I believe God is calling this generation in this highly secularized age to a radical change in how they disciple their children. Please check out our program for education of your children and grandchildren at www.generations.org.
back on Generations. This is Kevin Swanson as well. Steve on with me. And as we were addressing the Washington Post article, I just popped up on my screen this article from New York Post, New York Post, uh, as of a week or two ago. Almost something similar, but a different survey. So, Steve, again, this just popped up. Uh, it's uh, a New York New York Post survey. It was a poll done by Edutech Company, Age of Learning. And what they've just determining is younger Gen Zer parents much more likely to go with homeschooling than the other generations. Uh, Big Apple parents are right up front and sharing their concerns about toxic socialization, unsafe environments, etc. in the public schools today. Overall research showed that the concerned younger parents were 74% more likely to opt for DIY approach to schooling than millennials and Gen Xers. Uh, Portland, Atlanta, Miami, Las Vegas, and New York hotspots for the increase in homeschooling. The term homeschooling was searched more than 1.1 million times over the past year, an increase of 150% read the study, adding that the phrase homeschooling online saw a 365% bump in search engines over the last 12 months, meaning that this thing's not over. It appears that the uh, increase in interest in home education is just going and going. So that's encouraging. Back to the Washington Post article, Steve. Uh, it appears at, uh, that uh, in 2012, uh, a federal survey found nearly two in three homeschool parents listed a desire to provide religious instruction as a reason for homeschooling. So that would have been approximately 11 years ago. That dropped about half in 2016, but by this summer, the share had fallen to 34%. In other words, uh, this, this is pretty much in line with what's going on in America today with the increase in religious nuns and the massive, massive decrease in interest in attending church. Uh, it appears that Whereas some 67% of homeschooling parents 11 years ago were somewhat interested in religious instruction, that's uh, that's down to 34%. That's a halfway cut. That's, that's you know, uh, 50% of America has apostatized, or 50% of the homeschool population is apostatized. No interest whatsoever in teaching the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. And that, to me, is a total negative. I mean, I, personally, I don't think it matters if your kids are in the public schools or homeschools. If you're not teaching the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the fear of God, um, man, you're, you, there, there's been no improvement, no substantial improvement. I would agree. Uh, so do you believe then that for the most part, the Gen Zers and all the others are just trying to get away from the public school system, but just to get them away from that environment but still teaching the same curriculum. Yeah, I personally, unless parents are waking up and realizing that the problem is not the public schools, the problem is a bad ideology that's crept into the curriculum and the bad ideologies that are just siphoned in their kids' minds every day through pop media. I mean, if they're not awake and realizing the all-out assault upon the children's minds and souls by pop media and and by the curriculum that is humanist to the core. If they don't realize that, whatever they're going to do to homeschool is not going to help very much at all. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not encouraged 
by the fact that people are coming to our conferences, okay? Especially if they make it into our conferences. The positive of that homeschooling has got people out of the matrix, at least temporarily. It gives us a brief opportunity to reach people with a God-centered message. And especially, you know, homeschool organizations, Christian organizations, to the extent that don't they don't compromise on the message. Now, I would say a fair percentage of homeschool organizations are compromising on the message and they have no real interest in teaching, you know, the beginning of wisdom and knowledge this has got to be the fear, the reverence, uh, the recognition of the awesomeness of God in the science and the history classes. If they don't get there in their conferences, I'd say their conferences are still a waste of time. So to, to me, you know, it's an opportunity, okay, to dissolve somewhat the, the monopoly, the lock hold that the state has upon the minds and souls of the masses and just for, you know, a year or two to unlock that and to give homeschool organizations an opportunity to share the gospel and bring in a God-centered view of everything. That's, uh, that's given us an opportunity, uh, but there's no question about it. The standard deviation of those who are homeschooling across this country has, uh, has increased substantially. I mean, doubled, at least doubled in the last 15 years. And yeah, and it's similar to, you know, when, when I've flown out of Denver and then flown back to Denver, uh, you, you see that cloud, the, uh, the, the brown cloud that's over Denver or even over any other big city, when you're out of it, you can see the difference. It's when you're stuck in it that you don't really see what's going on. And that's similar to public school and homeschool. Hopefully, once they get out of it and they start to fly towards it again, they go, wait a second, there's this big brown cloud there. I don't want that. But they may not know what they're they're wanting in the first place. And so they, it, it is the curriculum. And we need curriculum that is God-centered and and, and that is something that uh, is out there now, at least in yeah. K through six, for the most part. Have you completed all of it, K through six, for the generations curriculum? Yeah, we're, well, we're about eighty percent, about eighty yeah. percent for K six. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and yeah. we've taken on the most important, what we, we believe to be the most worldview heavy courses first and foremost in the uh, the first to twelfth grade segments, meaning literature, science, history. We take on those very seriously with a biblical worldview a base for, for each and every subject. And again, if if parents are less and less interested in religious instruction, that is that, you know, God is at center, not man at center. Effectively, when they say religious education, they just simply mean that God is important versus man. So this is a God versus man deal. So the average American is being educated in a man-centered, man-worshipping, man-serving worldview. And that's the wrong religion. So we're encouraging parents to the right religion, the right worldview when it comes to the education of their children. So so it appears that the modern homeschool population has jettisoned the fear of God as the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. And moreover, they're also jettisoning parental involvement. Uh, it appears that the survey and interviews with many parents point to concerns over how schools serve children with special needs. So that, that was a significant thing. But also, they found that about half of homeschooling parents say their children will receive at least some instruction from a teacher or tutor. And online classes are now used by nearly 60% of homeschool families. So far less personal instruction on the part of parents. And, you know, we're still of the opinion that the mother load for improving education and discipleship anywhere across 
this world is to get them away from the derelationalized form of online instruction and to get them back into relationship. So two things are really essential for reforming the modern world. We've got to get out of this online isolation uh, that uh, so characterizes the modern age and come back to relationship. And so parental involvement, parental discipleship, family-based discipleship, and a Christian worldview that is with the fear of God, the reverence of God, the recognition of the awesomeness of God as the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. Those are the key factors. And since those are being jettisoned by modern Gen Zers who are moving into the homeschool environment, uh, I think what they're doing is pretty much useless. So my goal is, of course, to get them back into a Christ-centered, God-centered view of education. And, and we've got to get there, or there will be no reformation. And our, our children will continue to, uh, to live in a godless, derelationalized, isolated world uh, of, of postmodernism. And, and so that's just being you know, formulated and continued in public schools and many of these home schools as well. Well, man is afflicted by two things, and I think this is what it comes down to. We've got two problems. To, to boil it down this particular way, tyranny and anarchy. Now, tyranny is where you have big government control over education and everything, and that's in op- opposition to God and his law on a corporate level. Now, anarchy is the opposition to God and his law on an individual level. So on the one hand, you have the state displacing God in socialistic education. Then the other approach is anarchy in which there's an opposition to God and the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, on the individual level. So now some some see that anarchy is the ultimate fix to tyranny. Well, it's not. I'm just saying it's not. <laughs> Actually, tyranny and anarchy play off on each other to further destroy human society. They always do. Yeah. So on the one hand, you have socialist schooling, and then moving into homeschooling can be a shift from tyranny to anarchy. Homeschooling merely for the sake of homeschooling isn't going to help. What matters most of all, is that we go back into the Word of God, uncover what God has to say about education, and not go back to the ideology of the Greeks, not go back to the ideology of anarchy or socialism or any of these bad humanistic ideologies. What matters most is we go to God's book of wisdom and we find what is most essential to the education of children. And I would say first and foremost is Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of God or the recognition of the awesomeness of God has got to be the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. Secondly, secondly, he, uh, we have the key passage or what we call the locus classicus on education in the word of God, and that is Deuteronomy 6, 7 to 9. So what do we see in Deuteronomy 6, 7 to 9? But, well, first of all, parental involvement. I walked into a major Christian school in the Denver metro area Stephen, I saw this verse, you shall teach your children, this is in the you know, entryway to the administrative building of one of the largest Christian schools in the Denver metro area, uh, and it said, you shall teach your children as you sit in your house. And I thought to myself, this just doesn't look like my house. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't recognize this place. You know? That's, this isn't my house. So again, you know, the locus classicus in all of education God puts the education really at the feet of parents. There's a point at which, yes, we do delegate a percentage. I get that. It's okay. There's some delegation of a percentage, especially as the kids get older. They need to know a little bit more about you know rhetoric, science, some difficult subjects to teach. And I get that. There's, there's a degree of, of, of delegation that occurs. But the fundamental issue is parental involvement. That's the thing that matters most. Now, secondly, 
what we find in the Locus Classicus for the education of children, as communicated to us by God, who is very smart, knows quite a bit about this kind of stuff, says, you shall teach them my words as you sit in the house, as you walk by the way, as you rise up, as you lie down. It shall be as a frontlet before your eyes. It shall be on your posts, on the gates, constantly accessible, integrated into every aspect of our children's curriculum. So that's why, of course, hundreds of Bible verses in our science courses, hundreds of Bible verses in our history courses. This to me be, to, is really the essential element. It's, it's to bring natural and special revelation together where we're viewing a special revelation of history and science, what goes on in the natural world through the eyeglasses of God's word. So special revelation of the word of God becomes as a frontlet as eyeglasses through which we take in the data of concerning human nature in the literature class, uh, historical events, what happens in time and space. And, and nature and such. We we view natural revelation through the eyeglasses of God's word. That's why you've got to insist upon hundreds of Bible verses uh, that are relevant to the, the elements of history and science and other things that you're studying. So that's, I think, essential. That's absolutely essential to bringing about a God-centered, biblical-style, God's wisdom-oriented form of education. It's really the the... the the Copernican Revolution or Reformation of Education. That's got to happen now or bust. Steve, I'm pretty passionate on this. I, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, I've been to you know, 20 nations and 50 states-ish just bringing this message out because, wow, if there's ever been a time in which we've got to bring a reformation in a time in which children's minds and souls have been utterly destroyed by a zeitgeist, it's got to be right now. Yeah, I, I've got a student in speech and debate, and he's actually writing a speech on the effects of public school even after they get out of school. And because they, they don't just go to school and then they leave everything behind, they're going to affect everybody that they come into contact with, uh, the people that they work with, if they start businesses, if they run for office, any of that stuff, they're going to bring that education. They're going to bring that discipleship into every other aspect of their lives. And, and so what it comes down to is all children will be discipled. The question is, by who and by what. And if it's not through a God-centered, Christ-centered education by the parents, or at least directed by the parents, that will affect not just their lives, but everybody they come into contact with. That's why this is so very important that they get a Christ-centered, parent-directed, free-from-government control type of education. And I want to recommend this little book that I've just released. It's called Keep the Faith on Education and Secular Culture. Uh, it's not a long book, guys. It's only like barely 100 pages, little tiny handbook, hardback, because we believe what's in it is critical. And if you're not really taking what I'm saying seriously or what comes in the book of Deuteronomy or God's word seriously, uh, perhaps an additional uh, help from 2000 years of the wisdom of the church fathers, the reformers, others who have spoken on the issue of education. Um, man, I put it all together as best as I could in this little hardback called Keep the Faith on Education and Secular Culture. So if you want to better understand the philosophy that we're working with here, friends, and again, no more important time in all of human history in which 
for the sake of the souls of our children, as pastors and parents, man, we have better be equipped for this. We have better be equipped for this. And that's why I had to release this little book called Keep the Faith in Education and Secular Culture. I added a, a bit on theater and movies and secular culture as well, because I think that's just as influential today as education. So that little book is available at generations.org. Get your copy right now. Keep the faith on secular education and culture. All that's available at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.